Leslie and Tanya, and we are here on our fifth podcast. I can't believe mm-hmm. it's already our fifth right. podcast. It is still Latinx Mental Health Awareness Month for at least today and tomorrow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we thought we would end this month with basically some information about what mental health looks like in the culture and what can be done and how you can help yourself. Just like last time we used mindful mindfulness techniques, this time we're going to use grounding techniques and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So Tanya, what can you tell me about what anxiety looks like in the Latinx culture? So within the culture and speaking from personal experience and how I say to my family and just seeing clients from this particular community. It is ataque de nervios. That is loosely translated to a nervous attack. Um, We see it as something to do with nerves, right? It's like, oh, I'm just nervous. I'm, you know, I just, maybe there's a little bit of like uncertainty, which we all know in the world of mental health, that is literally what anxiety is. We're trying to anticipate the future without really having any kind of information to fill in the gaps. So as we see it in the Latinx community, it is very, very, it's very minimal about how we really think about it and kind of like taking that idea and then going into the world of mental health and really exploring more of it because there's physical manifestations. There are rumination, which is right. This, if you think of this hamster wheel, you're just running and running and running. You're not going anywhere. You're just kind of going around in circles that happens a lot, but that's something that we take in consideration over mental health. Um, when anxiety is diagnosed, we look at it. There's seven criteria we start off with, and then we kind of talk about it and how does that, how does that cause impairment in our functionality, social, occupational, personal, whatever it is. Um, we always look at that, and I think that is what's always missed in at least in the community that I know very well. Um, we don't consider those any of those things to be really anything to do with anxiety. We see anxiety as nervousness, and that's as far as that goes. Hmm. Okay, so if you see it as nervousness, does it show in other ways rather than some of the ways that we would typically see it in Western perspective? As far as, like, how they see it, mm-hmm. we don't see it in any way. Like, we don't take physical manifestations as it being part of anxiety it's either i'm nervous right and 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 i guess it's one of those things where like one of the criteria we look at is like feeling keyed up or on edge maybe that is the most that can be identified within the community of them kind of coming in and being like you know i just feel uncomfortable i hear that a lot it's i'm just uncomfortable i feel like this like urgency of doing something or needing to do something without actually knowing what needs to be done and i think that's really the only physical manifestation that people come in able to express um whenever i usually meet right these first gens or even people that are immigrants that i've worked with over the years like i think that's as far as it goes when they talk about anxiety well what about things like migraines or headaches or stomach aches or things oh like they don't that? well we know that that's very mm-hmm. real but they don't associate any of those things with it being So anxiety. that's separate from how they're feeling. Yes. So they can be on edge and have a migraine, but they don't associate. The None. Pain. A lot of them come in with a lot of gut issues. I see a lot of people that would be like, oh, I just feel like I almost threw up. And I'm like, anxiety. 
I was like, have you gone to your doctor? Are you medically cleared? Because I always push that too. I'm like, if you haven't gone to a doctor to get everything from inside out checked, then we have to say, start there and then we could deal with it. Because people don't understand how strongly our anxiety is correlated with gut health. Because it's as silly as like literally diarrhea, constipation, nausea, like migraines, like dizziness, tingling limbs and stuff. Like people don't associate any of that when we think about anxiety within the community. So can you give us a couple examples of, for our audience, uh-huh. um, give us a couple of examples of how how Latinx community would see nervosa or Know, being nervous yeah. or on edge or or whatever um and then sort of un- have that understanding or meet somewhere where they can actually say aha actually it might be anxiety so that's a it's a little bit of a loaded thing because when i say i provide psychoeducation i'm telling you they come in and they sit down and they're like you know, I haven't really been able to sleep and my stomach's kind of been upset. I feel like, you know, I've been sick and I think I ate something that didn't sit well with me. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. And we'll talk about it, right? Well, oh, and I'm like, okay, well, that sounds like you're meeting a lot of the criteria for anxiety. Well, no, I'm not nervous. I'm like, okay, but well, let's talk about it. Your stomach hurts, right? Can you kind of tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life? What are you thinking about? What are these, the rumination, this hamster wheel that we can't get off of? And they start talking and they're like, oh, really? That's anxiety? And I'm like, yeah, that's one of the things that it could, be, it could be anything. And then I start telling them all of the things from head to toe, what could literally be happening in every piece of your body. So they, I have to explain such as you can have gut issues. We are talking about cortisol, adrenaline, stress hormones, all of the things that get you like worked up those things start attacking all parts of your body. And this is why you get a headache. Sometimes we get tension headaches because we're super stressed out. We're not eating properly, we're not hydrating, and we're worrying all the time. And that, they don't understand that. They don't see the correlations until I have to like break it down to be like, tell me more of what's worrying you, what is going on? How are you eating? What are you eating? What are you drinking? Are you drinking water? Are you staying hydrated? Like what is it that's happening? Because all they associate is like a stomach ache. Right. And so do you think that when they're on edge or when, it, I mean, this happens with everybody. This isn't, right. this isn't, I'm oh, not absolutely. saying that this yeah. is part of the culture. I mean, look at us. We're drinking pina coladas right now <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. having fun with it. Absolutely. But, but it, do you think that um, a lot of times when we're feeling nervous or on edge or, when it's when we're in that mindset where it's just nervousness or or we're just on edge or we just are like we have so much going on with work or so much going on with our families and family drama and you know all that kind of stuff that we we kind of gear t- more towards alcohol oh God, yes. um to kind of mm-hmm. reduce it and th- and it's not understood that right. anxiety is yeah because like it's not only alcohol i think it's the because again our community right there's this like kind of ongoing joke about we can drink for any reason alcohol <laughs> is always i mean but to be true i mean we grew up that way too every cookout every first birthday second birthday Cheers. it is right it is a day ending in why we got some alcohol somewhere some beer but like no absolutely i think 
a lot of the times and then this is where food comes in and i don't think people understand that like we will turn to the bad stuff there is a such thing as too much of the bad stuff when we are anxious um because we're trying to feel better because we don't understand what's wrong and this is where it is it takes a while for people to understand that because they'll sit down and be like oh i think i ate something wrong and it hurts my stomach and i'm like super nauseous and i've been nauseous for days that's literally what will be presented i'm like all right let's talk about it tell me more about what's going on what are your thoughts what is happening that you're so uncomfortable it's all the adrenaline this urgency in our bones because i could tell you from personal experience mine is my anxiety makes it feel like I am forgetting something or I, there is an urgency in my body that I need to do something, but I don't know what it is. And that's how I feel it. It's literally like these revving of motors. You're like a car with no tires and you're like revving and you're just not going anywhere. It's like, what are, what, what's happening? What are we doing? And this is how I explain to them. I'm like, for me, for example, my biggest thing is people yelling arguments, really loud arguments that frustrates me. And I can feel my body. I get very shaky. My heart starts racing. And I get really hot. So for me, I explain it like that. I'm like, think about something that stresses you out. How do you feel? They're like, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, well, let me tell you. This is how I feel. They're like, oh, yeah, my heart does race. It feels like a hummingbird. I'm like, yeah, right. It's the adrenaline. It's all the stuff that's like making you kind of rev this engine that you got nowhere to put this energy to go or the rushing in the ears yeah or the, or the tightness in yeah the like chest you can't breathe the, right because right, then right. this is and then i tell people i'm like have you been to the hospital before because you felt like you had a heart attack and some of them will say yes i actually just went and they told me to come see someone because you had a panic attack this is the levels of anxiety we can go and that's a whole different disorder now like anxiety can lead to panic disorder like we're talking about this is the limit this is the how high something like that can affect our body where we feel like we are legit having a whole heart attack and we're dying and it feels very <laughs> much like death in the moment and you know and i have to tell people that like it doesn't have to get to those levels for it to be anxiety that is panic disorder and that is medication world like that we can't talk that down. When you are in panic, you are in panic and we have to consider medication to stabilize because we have to bring your levels of anxiety down because it's adrenaline. It is, I need to fight, but it's good. It's good stuff when it's good, but when it's bad, it's really, really bad. And that's what makes us withdrawal and can't sleep and can't eat and can't really function. Is that something that, that also happens? Is this lack of sleep that occurs? Oh, Absolutely. Okay. I mean, if you kind of think about it, right? You think about something that happened that day. If it's at work, like for me, I need to finish something because I'm a procrastinator as per an anxious person. I will think about all the work I have to get done. And I can ruminate about it all day. And I can be like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then finally, the deadline is here and I haven't done it. And I'm rushing to get it done. That pressure, I have literally thought about doing it up until I do it. And then I'm done and I'm like, oh, that was silly of me. I could have just done it like two days ago when I thought about it. So you sit in the thoughts and you just kind of spin your wheels. It's It could start from I got to do this thing. And then now we, oh, my God, I haven't done it. I'm going to get fired. They're going to yell at me. I'm going to get in trouble, blah, 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 blah. Anything that could potentially come from that is going to be the problem. So there's a lot of negative self-talk. Oh, going. super. Yeah. Because then we end up at a negative core belief. 
Okay, so actually that's something that's really interesting. Is this also cultural or is this genetic or is this biological, neurological? All of it. Yeah, so this negative self-talk when we're very anxious, like Mm -hmm. we're going to lose our job, we're going to not be able to to get something done or whatever the case may be. And then if we really want to take it to specifically to this Latinx community, we talk about immigrants. We talk about people that don't know the language. And if they do, it's very broken. And they don't understand the culture. No matter how long people are here for, the culture that's American as opposed to any other culture is very, very different. You have to learn a language, the culture, you have to, and sometimes getting a job is hard. And then if you have a job, you have three jobs and then you get really, you get paid shit. Essentially, you don't get paid enough to really make it. So we can't, we can't live without our workers. That's for darn sure. Look at Florida. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the things, right? That it becomes, yeah, it is shameful Mm because then this is where all of the things come from, right? We are so insecure in our everyday normal day-to-day activities we need money to make it through and it becomes this idea that like we learn very quickly that it's really hard to trust and we don't know if to trust ourselves is a real thing so with your community Mm -hmm. what would be something that would help them with whatever However they're feeling, if we can't call it anxiety because it's not seen as anxiety. Right. And we're, I can't remember what, what you termed it. Um, oh, ataque de nervios. N- nervios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so a nervous attack. Yep. Basically. Okay. So um, she has to say that really slow or I don't get it. <laughs> That's sad. I know. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> and especially with alcohol in my system. <laughs> Just a little bit slower. I'll do it slower next time. I got you. But, but anyway, what what would you tell, like, your clients? Yeah. Um, how to kind of ground themselves to, to, to kind of get over how they're feeling in the moment? So one of my favorite go-to, and this could be whether it's from anxiety to, to, to depression to trauma to whatever it is, anything that's pumping this adrenaline through our body, I... Love this one. So it's the 54321 technique. There's a lot of different versions of how to do it with people, but my favorite way to do it is to make it fun, to make it like a little silly. Um, but I don't really prepare people to do this. So we're talking, we're talking, and I say, All right, give me your five senses. Give me your five senses. You name them. And then what you do is you pick one randomly and then you put five fingers up. You do five of those and you kind of go down. What's the next one? Four, three, two, and then you get to the one, whatever's left, right? So the idea behind this technique, the way I like to do it with clients, which I, I see it visual, like visually, I can see them kind of come down and are able to assess their environment because sometimes anxiety, we are so in the future, we do not know that we're okay right now. I love the idea of we start like I kind of it's a quiz, right? Oh, my God, get get your five senses. And then what number are we on and how many? And you got to keep count. You got to lock into your logical brain, the free, the prefrontal cortex. You got to open it up and get all the information. So I quiz them. It's fun. I've had a lot of really good kind of feedback about, oh, that was fun. And if you don't taste anything, either go get something to taste or think about your favorite foods, think about your favorite colognes, perfumes, smells, anything that gives you a really good rush in that moment. Because I had a client bring up a thing. They said, oh my God, my favorite thing is this Mexican restaurant. 
And I was like, that's so cool. He's like, yeah, and I remember. And he got into a really beautiful memory. And he felt that much better. He was like, oh my God, that felt really great. And it was great to see him vis like visually just like his shoulders were up to his ears. And then they were like, that I remember. I was like, breath. yeah, he took a deep breath. And it was like he was smiling and he stopped crying. And he was just so excited about the memory. And all it was was the scent, the, the sense was taste. And he remembered this beautiful memory tied to his favorite food. Okay, so... So tell me a little bit about that. So if I said, you know, for this five, four, three, two, one, and that my favorite thing or what I want to talk about is, let's say, taste, just right. like you were talking about. Right. And of course, we're sitting in an office or we're right. sitting in a place where there's no food or whatever. Right. Um, you would say to me, um, well, just think about your favorite foods. Yeah. Or think about, you know, a memory or something. Yeah. That you, yeah. Okay. So... So I could say something like, my favorite food is my mom's spaghetti because it is damn good. Yep. And um, what else would I say about that? Would I give a memory or would I just just keep going? Like so the five things. I usually give that creativity to the client. Okay. So I That's just awesome. say, name them for me. Mm -hmm. And if they share, I let them share. Because this means we're coming into this place of memory, the prefrontal cortex, what we're trying to open up and get out of this anxious and traumatic brain that just has all this hurt. We're trying to get out of that to us. We're safe. Okay. Oh, my God. I remember that. It was like wonderful. And he was crying. and He stopped crying. Like it's such a visual like you could see someone feel so comfortable with a beautiful memory by just asking, what are your favorite foods? What do you taste? I am a big candy lover. So I have candy in my office and my clients know if they want candy, go ahead, get candy. I got mint. I got sour candy. I got sweet candy. I got, I don't have chocolate because it's too hot, but like I get snacks in my office and I let, I'm like, if you don't have a taste, get a piece of candy and tell me how it tastes. Is it minty? Is it sweet? If they want to, we can make it fun. What do you, what do you, what do you feel? What does the couch feel like? What does your feet feel like on the ground? You can ask these questions if you can see that they need a little bit of a push. I find that interesting because I used to use like an ice cube. Like we used to uh -huh. have like a, like a freezer and I get an ice cube and I place it in somebody's hand. Yep. And I'd say, okay, so tell me about it. What are you feeling? Yeah. Besides the cold, of course yeah. it's cold, you know, and Besides wet. the obvious, right? Yeah, but besides that, right. do you feel like a burning? Do you yeah. feel like almost like heat? Yeah. Do you, you know, all this kind yeah. of stuff. But the fact is it kind of distracts from the yes. anxiety and, and is able to reduce it, which is a proven effective method. Yes. So that 54321, we will have a link to something within our, our podcast um about that and i think um you should definitely that's the challenge for this week yeah <laughs> try definitely. it and i like i tell my clients have fun with it make up your own rules to this it, it just it's a framework for something to be fun and you can go and get these things and be very intentional if you want to touch five different things how do they feel and kind of use that to assess your environment because that's what we're, that's the purpose of the grounding of the right now where are we right now and what does that feel like so i think we're gonna stop for today um and next month in august is kind of just like a mental health well-being awareness month 
So we're going to bring a whole bunch of different cultures and a whole bunch of bunch of different topics, mm-hmm. um, like cyberbullying and um, just and all maybe a little bit of grief because that's also grief, part of August substance abuse, mm-hmm. um, all of that um, with the culture with the cultural yes. aspect, not just Western perspective either, because um, not a lot of us. Um, feel that Western perspective actually helps everybody. Right. So we're we're trying to get to you in your home uh, right. where you're comfortable rather than having you go anywhere, but having something for you, um, effective tools and right. techniques that you can use yeah. um, to help Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So that will be next week is uh, actually August already. Can yeah. you believe it? I know. And we will take care of that for you. We hope that you will join us and um, see you later. Bye.